This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold, right here with the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we are in the middle of dissecting and analyzing the technologies and the group of technologies behind the coming metaverse. And so, obviously, we have to get into answering what the metaverse is. We have to break it down and try to fully understand what it is, what's coming. And I've talked about it briefly throughout many episodes. But as we've explained over the last two, the last two episodes, is that we have the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, and the Internet of Senses. Okay, and so what these three groupings of technologies end up doing is that they are creating a prison planet system of control around the natural world, as I've explained it. And so the Internet of Things, as we said, are all of the devices that are connected to the Internet that can communicate with each other. From your smart refrigerator to your electric car to, I don't know, your autonomous lawnmower to the thermostat in your home. All of these things, our phones, our iPads, our computers, our printers, all of these devices. And so that's the Internet of Things, right? So now all of these things, all of these devices, all of these pieces of technology that we were sold Um, on the idea that they made our lives more convenient, that we no longer had to worry about waking up and brewing a cup of coffee. We now just had to program it with our smartphone, and our coffee would be made for us every morning when we got up, right? So that is the Internet of Things. And then we have the Internet of Bodies. Internet of Bodies right now, 
are the wearable devices, the smart devices that some of us choose to wear, wear such as an iWatch, a Fitbit, uh, certain types of headphones. Um, and then you also have the medical side of the Internet of Bodies devices from pacemakers, from diabetic monitors, heart monitors and such. And then where they're going with that is the fully implantable devices like the Neuralink brain chip, uh, like augmented, you know, ear devices that go inside of your head, possibly nanobots in your body that can then help heal your body as they'd say it's going to heal you because they love you. They love you. Right. And so you have the Internet of Bodies and the ultimate goal is to connect all humans up to the Internet of Bodies. So therefore, you will have all of the devices connected to this Internet. Then you will have all of the bodies connected to this Internet. And eventually we will actually get into um, not just crop management, agricultural crop management, but they actually are trying to upload essentially a software by genetically modifying everything, making everything not natural, and then having an almost a software inside of the air, inside of the bugs, inside of the grass, inside of the crops. And we'll eventually get into that later. And then you have what we went over yesterday in uh, episode 29, which is the Internet of Senses. And so the Internet of Senses is going to be your ability to actually touch and to smell and to taste obviously see and hear um inside of the cyber world they're developing inside of the metaverse so just think of it this way you're sitting at home in your most comfy chair or on your couch or on your bed or wherever it may be in your house that you like to sit and relax or sit and watch TV and be entertained. And so you'll be sitting there and you will have on a headset, virtual reality or augmented reality headset, and you will go inside of this cyber world, inside of this video game. And what they're selling is that it will look like real life. And not only will you be inside of it like a video game that you might play, you will also be be able to experience touch and taste and smell and sort of uh, a surround sound beam directly inside your head so that as a Tyrannosaurus Rex or an elephant or whatever gets closer to you or further away from you, it will sound like reality. So when you're in their cyber world, they talk about you wearing, at this stage in the technology, a sensory suit. Um, and you will have a device in your mouth. <laughs> and it, it sounds like electric shock therapy, I know. They put the device in your mouth and they shock your temples. That's essentially what they're going to do. But they want to have a sensor in your mouth and uh, a sensor in your nose. And so as you enter into the cyber world, the second life, this immersive 3D world video game, you will be able to experience all of the senses that you do um, in real life. And so where this is headed eventually is they want to take a device like Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip, which is why I covered that so extensively uh, in the past, I think around episode 15 or something. 
uh, we spent a few episodes on that, is because the ultimate goal is to drill, well, not the ultimate goal, but the goal at, at that stage is to drill a hole into your skull, peel back the layer of uh, film over your brain, and then take this Bluetooth-enabled device that Elon Musk describes as like a Fitbit and implant it into your skull, and from there hangs off a thousand wires like octopus tentacles that go down inside of your brain, and attached to each of the tentacles are a thousand, 1,024 electrodes that will be implanted into your head, and then eventually you won't need the sensory suit that you're wearing um, to experience the senses because the brain will be triggered by the electrodes to make you believe that you're smelling chocolate or that you're tasting strawberries or that your feet are walking through wet sand on a beach or that you feel mist blow across your face or you feel the tickle of a spider web when it gets connected to your skin and so they'll be able to trigger all those feelings inside of your brain and so when you're in the metaverse experiencing these things the way you see them and the way you'll hear them you'll also be able to feel them and taste them and smell them and so when they act actually talk about this openly i don't know how anyone can't see this as the movie the matrix it is the matrix essentially you being plugged in in the matrix they live inside of a little bubble pod the humans in like a bubble pod and they have all these hoses going into them that is basically feeding them and then sucking energy out of them but then they're connected into the matrix so they believe they're walking around in the real world but in reality, in the natural world, they're stuck inside of a pod and being drained of their energy, being a slave to artificial intelligence and a slave to the robotic machines. And so I don't just make this up because I like the movie The Matrix. I mean, I liked it when it came out. I think um, maybe I was a senior in high school. Uh, but as I started to do a lot of research into technocracy and transhumanism over the last few years, I said, wow, this is basically the matrix. And when they're openly talking about it, when they're openly developing the technologies to achieve it, there's really no logical conclusion other than to assume that is what they're attempting to do, at least in part. Now, I'm not saying this is the most important news out there, uh, even though I don't generally cover daily news, there are a lot of important things going on in the natural world right now. A lot of the systems, the technologies, the regulations, the laws that have been developed and put on the books and passed by Congress or written into law as executive orders through Joe Biden or Donald Trump that are going to affect you in the world that you're living in right at the moment, as we discussed with uh, a guest a few episodes ago, Halsey English, who wrote this dissertation on how the government could utilize the IRS, they could utilize civil asset forfeiture, the Patriot Act, a number of these other uh, laws and regulations to come after you and break you, destroy you, and bankrupt you in real life. And so I'm going to keep talking about this, though, because I like to look at what goes on, what I believe is going to go on in the future, because I believe a lot of what happens here is about distracting us, and I also think they're intentionally working to 
not only control us, but be able to monitor everything that goes on because they are going to try to make our lives miserable here in the natural world, which will then drive us in to the metaverse, just like the movie The Matrix, okay? They lived on this ship, the Ebuchadnezzar, and in real life, everything looks dirty and grungy, and they're basically flying around in the ship inside of the old sewer systems, and they're fighting the robots, and they eat mush and everything. But when they go into the Matrix, they're allowed to eat steak. They're allowed to drink wine. They're allowed to date uh, and meet with very attractive people of uh, the opposite sex or same sex or whatever they're into. And so that's what I think the goal is here. As Klaus Schwab has said, you will own nothing. You'll be happy. You're going to be eating crickets. So I think the plan is to make us miserable in this life in the natural world, to try to destroy it by controlling it. They're selling you that the world is already destroyed, right? Because of the evil capitalists. Of course, they are the evil capitalists, but they're saying because of evil capitalism, we have climate change, we have pollution. And so they're selling it to the younger people who then allow them more control because they're always creating the problem provoking the reaction and then offering the solution. So they destroy the planet and then they provoke the reaction, which is people saying, you've destroyed the planet, the planet is destroyed. And then their solution is, give us more control, let us build smart cities, let us have a prison planet, let us manage your lives, let us do urban planning, let us do all of these things that turn the natural life into essentially a prison complex. And we will be the masters of that. We will be the puppeteers. We will be the controllers. We will be the wardens. And so people say, okay, I'll go along with that. And then the idea, I believe, is they're going to make it so miserable here that the alternative is to strap on the headset or put in the brain chip and enter the metaverse where, at least for a time being, you'll be able to own some kind of a fake mansion and have that dream Corvette that you always wanted. And uh, women, you'll have that Fabio boyfriend with the long hair and the large pectoral muscles who will come out from behind the curtain, swoop his hair back, and then boom, your imagination will create a California king-sized bed with red satin sheets and rose petals everywhere. And so that's what you'll have in this metaverse, in this fake world. Uh, that's what they want to sell you on anyway. And if they can make your life miserable here in the natural world, because you go along with the prison planet, you don't just say no, you allow them to push it on you and you say yes. And every time they try to sell you convenience in place of liberty, you take the clickbait and you go for it and you keep allowing them to push further and further into your lives. But ultimately what they're actually doing is slowly walking you down the path, loading you onto the train. And now they're going to bring you down the tracks to the concentration camp, which is the metaverse. The metaverse will be the concentration camp. Here in natural life, they're going to try to drive many of us into the smart cities. They're going to try to manage everything in our lives to the point of just breaking us down, wearing us down, and then eventually you're just going to sit in your house with a VR headset 
accessing your second life, living through your mind twin avatar, meeting with other mind twin avatars, but at least in this metaverse, you will be able to smell and you will be able to taste and you will be able to feel and you will be able to hear and you will be able to see because they're going to supply you with all this. Ask yourself the question, why would someone want to step into a metaverse in which the technologists are trying to duplicate exactly what life is here in the natural world. Why are they trying to control the natural world, to turn the whole planet into a biosphere, which was a project uh, actually Steve Bannon was involved with years ago, where we created this dome to sort of duplicate the earth, and we had scientists live inside of it and do experiments. So they're trying to put this dome around the earth, and take total control of the earth, control every aspect, create a prison planet, destroy it, make your life miserable, force you to eat crickets and 3D printed meat, but then create a whole duplicate of the world and tell you the metaverse is the utopia where you can own anything and date anyone. Why are they recreating what we already have? Why are they trying to destroy what we have, which is natural? but then recreate it and force you into something that is synthetic. Folks, seriously, think about that over the break. Exit this real world here. Step into your metaverse, your brain, your mind, and think about why these guys want to destroy natural and force you into synthetic. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I'll be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Dustin Gold. Commander of the Dust and Gold Standard, right here on Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review and a comment. I, I much appreciate that. I sincerely appreciate that, folks, if you can do that for us. Just a small favor to ask of you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a question here. Okay, so this morning I had a couple of phone calls. I have been reaching out to uh, possible guests. I've said it here on the show several times. And so one of the listeners of this show and also a a loyal, loyal follower of the Thomas Paine podcast for the last couple of years, he was actually on one of the hot wires over there, which is I think Mike's highest tier where he does uh, high-level intelligence Um People use that information uh, to try to plan for their life or for investments and such. So I ended up on a phone call with that gentleman for about an hour and a half. And what a wealth of knowledge he is. So he is going to come on as a guest. And we have a very, 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 very informative show planned for you. I'm working up an outline. Uh, This way we stay on topic. And that is going to be very good. We're going to get into some old stuff that I used to talk a lot about, cultural Marxism, 
uh, Saul Alinsky, things like that, but how it ties into the progressive movement today, of which I believe the technocracy, the transhumanists, are just an extension of progressivism, and they grew out of this cultural Marxism, and the destruction of the concept of God or a creator or natural life all plays into what the transhumanists uh, are building for us and how they're able to get away with this. And so that is great. And then I have a second guest who I used to do some podcasting with who is uh, an expert on geopolitics, uh, global investments and such. And so he has his whole dissertation on Russia, Ukraine, some of which I agree with, some of which I do not agree with, but he is more more of an expert on that than I. That is not something I follow the ins and outs of. So rather than talk to him for several hours about it on the phone so that I could relay it to you, I said, listen, why don't you come on as a guest? And he has a podcast. He's been uh, doing a financial newsletter for uh, many years. And so, again, I trust his judgment. We will not agree on everything, but so what? My job is to bring you information and intelligence from multiple sources, and then I leave it up to you to decide, uh, you know, if you believe it, if you agree with it, if you agree with some of it, and how you could possibly use that information in your personal life. So, those will be great. I'm going to try to get those done in the next few days. And then there's some other guests who have written about transhumanism and technocracy that I am also talking to and banging on their doors. And then an old colleague of mine is going to start making some phone calls and trying to book some additional guests that fit in with the content we're doing here. Okay, so that's that. But I wanted to say, I wonder if the initial phase of these Internet of Senses um, sensors... So before the show, I was I was actually on these calls all morning. And so then finally, I didn't have a chance to eat lunch uh, with my wife, which I normally do, uh, because she works uh, from home as well. She works in the metaverse. No, she works from home. And so I ended up eating uh, a couple handfuls of some cashew nuts. And I have a piece of one when I brush my teeth that did not come out. It's stuck back there in my tooth. And during the break, I was trying to pick it out with my tongue. And I said, you know, I wonder if the internet of senses will include a sensor. If the mouth sensor that allows you to taste will also allow you to have food stuck in your teeth and everything. So if you eat a steak or are the grainy parts of the steak going to get stuck in your teeth? Or if you eat a, uh, corn on the cob you know or the skins of the kernel is going to get stuck in your teeth so i wonder how good this system is going to be because i can't wait for that or is it like an ad blocker where you can say block stuff getting stuck in my teeth i don't know i don't know if they've gotten that far but somebody should bring this up to them if you work in one of these companies developing this technology all right, so we are talking about the metaverse today. We moved on past Internet of Senses. I brushed over the smart cities. We'll do another show on that. But right now I'm going to get into the metaverse. And let me give a hat tip to Maria Albanese, um, uh, co-host on the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays. And so she sent me over this article today before the show because she knew I was covering 
the metaverse. So again, this is kind of like the Disney story I brought to you yesterday. This just puts this stuff into perspective and shows how it is happening in real life. So right now I am on finance.yahoo.com and this was an article that came out today. So this says FBC Holding Inc. purchases real estate in sandbox metaverse. Okay. And so Let's just see. FBC Holding Inc. I have announces launch of new corporate website and branding. This is an article from 2014. Just to show you, FBC is basically a holding company, a shell company. And so they have different uh, kind of consumer brands related to uh, clothing and perfume and things of that nature okay so back in july of this year of 2022 there was an article on yahoo fbc holdings inc announces massive expansion of its retail location in fashion square mall and this was uh an article about an expansion of a mall and so then i looked a little further and one of the brands they run and if you're looking at the video version of the podcast you'd say wow this looks like the main picture on this website for form runner apparel. It looks like two kids that just uh, smashed a grandmother over the head with a baseball bat and stole her pocketbook with a total of $3 and 64 cents uh, in cash. But anyway, this is uh, one of the companies, one of the brands they own form runner apparel. And, you know, they have T-shirts and hoodie sweatshirts. I mean, it looks kind of like urban wear type of stuff. Really crappy website. I almost was got stuck in a trap of digging further into FBC Holding because it looked pretty shady. But that's not the point of this uh, show. So I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Anyway, let's go back to the Yahoo Finance article. FBC Holding Inc. purchases real estate in Sandbox Metaverse. It says right here, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, Access Wire, September 13, 2022. Today, FBC Holding Inc., uh, through its wholly owned subsidiary, Form Runner Apparel Incorporated, that was the website I just had up on the screen, is pleased to announce that the company has purchased land in the Sandbox Metaverse. Okay? Form Runner Apparel Inc. has decided to dive even deeper into the metaverse with intentions to open a clothing retail store inside of the sandbox. And the first step has been completed by buying a piece of land to begin. Yes, folks, there are people who are actually buying land, land in uh, finger quotes, inside of these metaverses and you'll see later in the video we watch from the world economic forum and they'll explain to you uh, how the metaverse and sort of these metaverses are operating right now Uh, right now there's some various competitors sort of that have these different worlds and there's uh in one of them for instance snoop doggy dog oh yes snoop doggy dog of uh, gin and juice fame he has a mansion inside of there yeah, and people can visit it and stuff like that. Uh, as I told you yesterday, they're doing concerts inside of the metaverse. So, yes, people are buying real estate in there. 
says right here, President and CEO Lisa Nelson states, quote, we will be working with top-notch developers to start construction on site and build Formrunner's first ever virtual clothing store where people will be able to purchase our latest fashion and wear our clothing on their avatar wherever they go, end quote. She went on to state, quote, the amount of revenue and growth that may come out of this is explosive, and this is only the beginning. We will be expanding across platforms as time goes on, end quote. The company will keep the public informed on this matter moving forward, and FBC Holding Inc. cannot wait to see what the future holds. And on here, there is a link to um, Sandbox Land and then a link to Sandbox uh, website. And I'll just read this. Millions of gamers worldwide buy accessories, clothing, and skins. Graphics that change the look of an item in a video game. Okay. Uh, For the digital avatars. So, for instance, let's say you create a Lars Butler AI Foundation mind twin of yourself. And what they're working on already over there is full body mind twins. And so you create this mind twin of yourself, and then eventually what happens, and there's some companies doing something similar with avatars, which are a little less advanced than the mind twin. But you create an avatar or mind twin of yourself, and then you'll be able to upload that, attach it to, um, onboard it to one of these metaverses, and eventually it'll be able to go across all the metaverses, similar to having, let's say, your email address be your username across every website that you access all right or you being able to uh sign in through your facebook google or twitter account as you see happens on a lot of websites so your avatar will be ported into all of these metaverses and then you have this digital version of yourself your mind twin your avatar walking around in one of these second life worlds and so now you can go to this uh, form runners store, digital store, and buy yourself a hooded sweatshirt similar to something a gangbanger would wear. And then you're wearing whatever, a nice button-up polo shirt or a nice blouse, ladies, whatever it may be that you like to wear. And you can replace that with this hooded sweatshirt that you bought. So your avatar is actually buying digital clothing. Now, right now, some companies are doing a hybrid in order to promote this. Is they're doing something where you're buying this digital hoodie, but you also get the real one that comes through, say, like Amazon. So you have the real one to wear in your natural life, and then you got the cool duplicate of it inside the digital world. That's all part of the adoption campaigns that I spoke of. That is how you normalize and you humanize this content. And you'll see celebrities coming out and talking about it. And so that's how they do this, folks. When we get back from this break, okay, I have to jump into my second life and get myself a new pair of sunglasses, okay, a new pair of digital aviators, ladies and gentlemen. But when we get back, we're going to finish up this article, and then we're going to jump into, I'm going to teach you a little bit about the metaverse, a little more detail before we get into the video the panel discussion at the World Economic Forum where the experts sat there and talked about the coming metaverse that they want to drive 
all of us sheeple into. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 